you'd um, like to take your seats while Steve's just uh, getting himself uh, ready, you will be active during this. So you won't be listening for the next hour or so, be very active. Um, I'm aware there are one or two away today um, who'll be listening online. So I'm going to speak directly to them and say, don't just listen to what Steve's saying, but he's going to give you some activities and do those as well when you're listening online. Because it's important that this is an active part, that we are part of the vision together. Um, so whether you're sitting in bed um, in a different country or you're relaxing somewhere or with family, please uh, take part. Amen. I will take my phone and I will hand over to Steve. Fabulous. Good to see you all. And I'm very privileged and excited to share all that God has done and all that God is doing for us to explore. What I'm going to share today isn't necessarily anything new to many or most of you. Um, but when we put it all together, we can really appreciate, just take a step back and look and see what God has done and what God is doing and what we sense God will do. And it's an exciting place to be. And it's an exciting time to be partnering with him in the building of his church, isn't it? Um, what we're going to be looking at, as Bob has intimated, what we're going to be doing, we're going to be looking back and we're going to be looking forward. But effectively, the next, I don't know how long it'll be, hour or so, is going to be a prayer meeting, basically. We're going to be speaking into and reminding ourselves, as I'll be doing from the front, of what God has done and what God is doing, but we're going to pray into it. We're going to do three prayer stops. We're just going to stop and we're going to pray. Um, I love prayer meetings. I didn't always growing up. I was a kid in a church that had lots of prayer meetings and the thought of it, I, th I just go, I can't do that. The more I've got involved in prayer meetings, the more I've endeavoured to like, know it's a good thing and I need to go, the more I love it. And I've, I've often regretted missing a prayer meeting. I've never regretted going to one. Do you know what I mean? It's, just, it's a privilege, as I said on Thursday night at Prayers of Many, it's a privilege to pray to the living God. We shouldn't even dare in our own in our own endeavours, to dare to talk to the God of the universe like that. And yet he invites us to and makes it possible through Jesus. That's a privilege. And then it's such a treasure to do that with brothers and sisters, with his wider family together. What a thing. So we're going to do lots of that, praying over the next uh, 50, 60 minutes or so. We're going to look at three things. We've got Thanksgiving, looking back, and we're going to spend some, a few minutes praying in Thanksgiving. We're going to look further afield, what God's doing um, just outside of Home Bay, uh, we're going to celebrate that, hear a bit of a story, and then we're going to pray into that as well. And then we're going to look at what God is doing uh, close to home here at Beacon and pray into that before we finish. And then we'll close with some communion and some sung worship again at the end. That's what we're doing. Uh, a little reminder of our vision statement, if you like, as a church. It continues to be family growth and invitation. We've got the new banners over there that tell us what family growth and invitation is all about. It's a we are called to be a family of Jesus followers reaching across Herm Bay and further. We are called to Herm Bay, but we expect God to enable us to have a wider impact, again, as we'll be hearing about later on. Uh, encouraging each other to grow. It doesn't happen by osmosis. It doesn't by sitting there going, okay, God, grow me. We have to step out of the boat. We have to do stuff. We grow as we go, don't we? but also doing it together and encouraging one another, spurring one another on. And then finally, inviting others to join the adventure, inviting everyone to join the adventure, effectively. It's been an invitational people. It's not invitational as in just come to Sunday. There's, that can play a part in it, but it's invitational as in come and meet my Jesus. 
That's what it's about. And it turns out what we're on is an adventure. This is the greatest story on this planet, and we get to play a part in it. I call that an adventure. What God does is adventurous, isn't it? When we get to step into what he's really doing as his church across the world. And that's what we're going to be looking at. Um, So with that in mind, let's just look back and just appreciate what God's even done in the past year and celebrate it and we'll give thanks. Uh, In terms of, let's, let's look at family growth invitation. In terms of family, for example, I alone, and I know David and Bob have seen this, I know many of you have spotted this, in the past year alone, I have seen so much caring for one another and providing for one another, looking out for one another, visiting one another, eyeballing one another. Are you okay? Yes, thanks. No, you're not. Are you okay? No, I'm not. thought so. How can I help you? I've seen lots of that, and that's brilliant. I love it. We have been learning increasingly year on year. Not that we were doing it badly to start with, but we, we still continue to get better at being family together, don't we? That's something we want to keep and we want to protect as we grow. It's harder to do that in a bigger church, isn't it? It's easier for people to get lost in the mix. That's why we've now introduced our buddy system. Thank you for those of you who have signed up. We will be in touch at some point. We're just checking there's not any others. If you haven't signed up and you want to, don't miss out. Buddy system, three households clumped together in a way that it's, just, it's no big onerous responsibility just keeping an eye out for each other and go, I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks, are you okay? Send a text, little phone call, catch up with each other. That's another way of ensuring as we grow we don't lose the value of what it means to be God's family. I've seen lots of that happening. Obviously we've got our family meal coming up on Saturday. If, you, if you're coming and you haven't signed up, don't miss out. It's going to be brilliant. It's just a lovely social time together. Again, it builds family. But I've seen lots of that happening just naturally behind the scenes, looking after one another when people have been ill, when people have been uh, struggling with things, uh, not being able to come along to church and so on. I've seen lots of that. We've even had nine formal new members. We've we've celebrated joining the Beacon family. You do realise, membership-wise, we've doubled in 10 years. That's incredible. 10, 12 years ago, we were like 33, 34 official members plus friends. Now we're officially 66 members plus kids plus friends. We've doubled in 10 years. What could God do in another 10? Think about it. Let's see the trajectory of where he's taking us. Let's appreciate that. And then just one more thing, just for the sake of time, uh, in terms of how we operate as a church family, in terms of finances. Um, I'll be talking about staff in a minute, but even a couple of years ago, the trajectory of our finances was getting deeper and deeper into the red, just because of what we sensed God was calling us to, but what was coming in to spend to enable that to happen. Yeah, mission costs money. (laughs) It's the reality, isn't it? It's the world we live in. Um, Our finances now are healthy. And they're good. to thank you for those of you who give so generously. We are grateful. Only our treasurer knows how much people give. Me, myself, Bob and David do not know any of those numbers. We just know the overall numbers that come in. And with the trustees, we learn to steward that well. And our finances are good. Our finances are healthy. God is through us and other means providing what is needed for his work he's calling us into, as he always does. And we're in a good place. Um, our trustees are brilliant. We've had some changes in faces amongst the trustees, and I, I love them. Uh, they do such a brilliant job in helping ensure we operate ethically well, legally as a charity in the UK, but not just in, in that in terms of how we look after the Beacon Centre, how we look after our finances, and so on. Uh, we have, I love our meetings with the trustees. They're good fun as well. Um, <clears throat> on that note, Mick is the chair of our trustees, and he's going to come up and do a little thing. Where's the handheld mic? Uh, have you got it here? 
Mick would just like to say something. So as uh, Steve says, I am uh, chair of the trustees and I uh, took that on at the end of last year. Um, uh, trustees often take on the role because they like to be behind the scenes and don't really want to be up front uh, or be regularly uh, thanked <laughs> and what have you. Uh, but uh, we do want to recognise that uh, when people move on and uh, David Tarr, has been, uh, until I uh, took this on, uh, the Chair of Trustees for a number of years, yes, um, serving faithfully, keeping, uh, keeping the meetings going, making sure that the right things are done at the right time. Uh, and so as trustees uh, and on behalf of the elders and of the church as well, we just wanted to uh, give you this little token of our thanks uh, for all of your hard work and your faithful service to the trustees, the elders, and uh, Beacon Church. So thank you, David. Um, thank you for where you leave us. And uh, also for Eileen in the support uh, of David uh, as, he, uh, as he carried out those roles and uh, for making the teas and coffees uh, yeah. for those meetings and uh, giving up her house uh, for those meetings on regular occasions. So thank you, David. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, for everything you've done. Bless you, David. Thank you. You're an absolute star. We love you very much. Um, <clears throat> as family, in terms of growth, um, we, we keep growing, as I've already mentioned. I love it. A year on year, we get bigger. Um, we've taken on staff. We have a staff team. Like one of my favourite parts of the week it's Tuesday mornings, I have a staff meeting with Mel and Vanessa. And it's brilliant time. We have a great old time together. I love it. It's one of my highlights. Um, they're doing a brilliant job. We're doing in the middle of annual reviews now. We're a year in. And they've, they've, they've done a great job. I'm looking forward to what God might do next over the next year or so. Um, as you know, Mel and Vanessa are absolute superstars, aren't they? We love them very much and we're very grateful they're we can get them and no one else does. I love it. Um, they're serving us really well as staff and they're doing a great work amongst our teens uh, amongst, uh, in terms of safeguarding and so on and also in terms of, as you can hear them running around next door, with the kids' work. And with that in mind, Trailblazers, you know, there's regularly 15-plus children on a Sunday. Ten years ago, we might not have dreamed, that, dreamed of that for Beacon Church. And keeps growing and we keep having young families coming along and, and some of them are sticking. We love it. Um, God's doing a great thing amongst the children. And in terms of their, the, it's not just the numbers, but in terms of what God's doing amongst the children there, we've, we've got plans for prayer month that the kids are going to get very involved in April prayer month. We're going to get them praying for us. Watch this space. Because they're up for it. You saw at Christmas, the Christmas carol services, handed a mic, pray for us. Kids just did it. They didn't have to script anything, be jollied up for it. They just did it. I love it. There's, God is doing something in our children that will pay off mightily in 20 years' time. I'm not, I'm not just being... I'm, I am Steve Glass half full. I know that's me, isn't it? But I'm genuinely convinced what God is doing in that room will pay off mightily in 20 years' time. You, you watch this space. Um, and again, with that in mind, just the sense of the Spirit on Sundays, we've seen that increase as well. We are a church who live for that. We are a church who hold that dearly as a core value of us as a church within a movement that also holds that dearly. We expect Holy Spirit and we invite Holy Spirit to come and do what he will on a Sunday as much as any other time when we meet. 
And we've been seeing that more and more and more of you are being bold in bringing contributions. And it's always a bit scary grabbing the mic or shouting out from where you are. But more and more of you are doing that. We're allowing Holy Spirit to have his way amongst us so that we grow and help others to grow. Encouraging one another to grow. We've seen more of that. Our small groups are in their third year of the current way we do things. That's mad, isn't it? And uh, people have gone deep in discipleship in different areas in terms of what it means to be a parent, God's way. What it means to do marriage, God's way. What it means to grow in your witness for Jesus. What it means to, how to do, uh, we're doing Bible studies, different types of Bible studies. Sometimes in homes, sometimes in a pub. We've done Bible journaling. We've done um, growing in prayer, all sorts, loads of different groups. That helps us dive deep in different areas of discipleship. Thank you for those of you who have led. Uh, thank you for those of you that got, yeah, got stuck in and got involved. Thank you for those of you who are making suggestions for the next round. There's possibilities. Sometimes in the next year or two, we might have an alpha course. We might have a, a group that helps, helps us grow in the prophetic and stuff like that. We've got more suggestions coming already. Um, small groups are thriving in different ways. We love it. And, um, and like I say, when it comes to people joining us, we love having new faces every week. We have visitors every week. I love it. And if, if this is your first week here or your first few weeks here, you are more than welcome. We absolutely love having you. and We hope we help you find a church home. Whether that's here or whether that's somewhere else, be blessed. We'd love to keep you. <laughs> but we, we, we love having people amongst us that we can love. And sometimes people go, no, this is where God's called me. And that's what happens. We're growing and we're encouraging each other to grow. And then finally, lots to be thankful for. But when it comes to invitation... I've seen, it. I've seen a marked difference in all of us, just the general culture of Beacon Church and what it means to be invitational. It's not just inviting people to events, like I said earlier, it's inviting people to meet with Jesus. And so many of you, just in your natural friendships and with your neighbours or your colleagues, I keep hearing more stories of how you're just boldly just living out what it means to be God, God's people, what it means to belong to Jesus and less afraid more confident, more bold in how you have those conversations, how you relate with people, how you care for them, offer to pray for them, loads of that going on. And that all comes through on our prayer WhatsApp. Please pray for my friend. She knows we're praying. She's, she's grateful for it. Let's pray for breakthrough. And sometimes we've actually, not just that they've been, they, they felt loved by that act, we've also seen breakthroughs, haven't we? So keep praying. God does that. You've been growing in that, in, in terms of, Making friends and the events we've had on and tots and tea and all these kind of things. There's a growth in witness in that as well as just doing the stuff. Keep doing it. I love it. And then, of course, we just managed to organise, you heard in the uh, weekly update, we've got prayer walks in the next few weeks coming up with Whitstable Church. We're gonna, if you want to join me, I'm going. If it's just me, brilliant. Please come and join me. If we get lots of us, we'll break into small groups so we don't look like rent a crowd and it's all a bit weird. But we'll go... If you want to come with me, we're going to go over to Whitstable for one evening, join with them. They're going to lead us around Whitstable and help us pray for Whitstable. And then the following month in April, some of them are going to come over here and we're going to lead them around Herne Bay and get them to pray for Herne Bay. What a great thing to do with our brothers and sisters and our wider family. There's loads. I could go on, but I'm very wary of time. Let's for a few minutes, shall we, just from where you are, if you want to shout out a prayer of thanks and I'll run around with a microphone. If, who, who feels fitter? You or me, Bob? Who's fitter? What? Who'll get out of breath quicker? Oh, but, oh, no, I meant you or me. Are you trying to find someone else, are you? I, I, someone to run around with a microphone. I will run around with a microphone. Good man. If you get out of breath, I'll take over. Um, from where you are, 
Let's just give prayers of thanks for all I've listed and anything else that comes to mind. We've got a few minutes. Let's thank him, shall we? Go for it. Lord, we thank you for uh, Mel and Vanessa and what they're doing with the children and the young people, and we pray a blessing on them. We're so thankful for each one of those young people, those children. Their hearts are for you. Bless them, Lord. We collectively bless them in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we have sung the word forever a lot this morning. And we just acknowledge that in this world there is nothing that is forever. But, Lord, your family is forever. Lord, we have been joined to your forever family. And, Lord, we thank you that we're on this amazing journey. Lord, that we are secure in you. And, Lord, that you are training us and bringing us to a place where we will take our place in the bride of Christ. So, Lord, thank you for your ever, forever family. Amen. For all the new members that you've sent to us, Lord, I have a sense, Lord, that uh, there were gaps, and you're filling in those gaps, Lord, so you may be more solid as a church. So, Lord, we thank you for new members and we pray for those who are going to join us this coming year, Lord, because, Lord, we know that you are doing great things. You've done great things and, Lord, you're going to do more great things. Lord, we may be absolutely amazed about what you are going to do this year. Lord, we look forward and we thank you for the past, but, Lord, we look forward to the present, Lord, when more great things are going to happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Father, we just want to say thank you, Father, for um, your financial provision for the church, Lord. Thank you that uh, you have a faithful God, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that uh, with your provision, Lord, we, we can keep all the facilities, Lord. We can keep all the plate, everything we can do, Lord, and uh, in the best way, Father. I just say, um, I just want to glorify your name, Lord Jesus, and continue, Lord Jesus, blessing us as a church, Lord, and, and financially, Lord, because... Um, I think great things you have you have done um, in Hand Bay through the Beacon Church, Father. And I just um, I'm just grateful for your provision, Father. Continue um, blessing, blessing, Lord Jesus, uh, providing, Lord, and uh, we trust you, Lord, that you great things is yet to come in Jesus' name. I want to thank you, Father, for your great love and goodness to us as a church. We thank you right from the beginning of the Beacon Church that we endeavored to invite the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. And we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that we sense is in this place when we come together on Sunday morning. And thank you for all of those whom have uh, expressed the joy of being filled with the Holy Spirit and contribute to it, the upbuilding of the church. We thank you that the Holy Spirit 
It lives in us and lives in our hearts. And we thank you, Lord, that what you've started here, that you will continue to build. I thank you for the vision you gave me a few years ago that you wanted a great church in Hearn Bay. And, and we sense, Lord, that the Beacon Church is going to be a part of that vision for Hearn Bay, that we're going to see a great church here that honors the Holy Spirit. And, and we just are thankful for all that you've done over the years. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you for all the people that have stepped up to lead small groups um, that have kind of taken people under their wing for sort of 12 weeks, 10 weeks, however long it is, Lord. And we just thank you that um, that you are a creative God, that um, you're not a prescriptive God, and that um, you've given people inspiration. The Holy Spirit has spoken to people about what groups to lead and what their giftings are. And I just pray that each of those people that led a group were really encouraged and um, yeah, that you'd be um, you'd be speaking to them about maybe leading groups in the future, and to new people um, who may have an idea um, to maybe lead a group in the future, Lord. So we just thank you that you bless us with creativity. Amen. 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 I'm aware of time. We'll more opportunity to pray in just a moment. Um, if you want to, if you've got your Bibles with you, um, if you want to turn to Exodus chapter 13 and the. Verses will come up on the screen as, as well. And that's, um, that's looking back. We could have done that for longer, couldn't we? But looking forward, um, how do we do that? Well, a lot of it is um, sensing where God is going and what he's calling us into, not us coming up with great ideas, isn't it? That's, that's what it's about. I'll talk about that a bit more in a sec. But um, there's this wonderful moment in Exodus 13 where we see in the story, if you remember, that the God, through great miraculous breakthrough, has rescued his people from slavery in Egypt. And they're out, and they're now in the wilderness. And there's this moment about how God leads them. Let's read from verse 17 of Exodus 13 um, about the pillar of cloud. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, I love that language, let the people go, God's so kind, Pharaoh hardened his heart, and then God hardened Pharaoh's heart. It's like, no, I'm taking my people. But very graciously, when Pharaoh let the people go, uh, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. He helped them be bolder by not seeing, seeing the scary stuff. He protected them from not seeing how scary everything was. I love that. But God led the people around the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt, equipped for battle. Interesting. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. Uh, we're going to keep reading in a sec, but we just need to note some things in there. First of all, God didn't take them the obvious route. God hasn't taken us on an obvious route. We wouldn't have dreamed we'd end up in a nightclub at some point, would we? And sometimes God does that for various reasons, sometimes obvious, sometimes not so obvious. They were taken on a different route. They didn't know why. It's because he's guarding them from seeing something more scary. It's fascinating. It'd be good for my people if they don't go that way. They'd have gone, well, it's more direct that way. God knew better. Not an obvious route. They've gone equipped for battle, nevertheless. 
I think that's a keynote for us. Wherever we go, wherever God is calling us to, we must be equipped for battle. We mustn't be ignorant of the devil's schemes. We mustn't be ignorant of, like I was talking last week, of how easy sin can creep in. Giving into little temptations, that can be an open door to much greater. And that damages, the, damages us, but it damages the church as well. Being equipped for battle, there's a reason why Ephesians 6 is using armour language and how we stand before the living God and then how we wield prayer as a weapon as well. We need to have this battle stance. I know if you've watched um, Steph Liston's Spiritual Warfare um, talks from um, our conference, The Call, back in October, if, I'll, I'll put the links in the email. If you haven't seen them yet, ask me, I can give you the links. But in there he talks about we need to have a warfare mindset at all times as God's people. We mustn't be ignorant of what's really afoot in the spiritual realm and so on. They were equipped for battle as they went. Um, but also, sometimes it says, sometimes they were at camp. Um, I think this might even be in the next verse. Sometimes they were at camp. doesn't mean they weren't on the move. Sometimes we can feel we, we've been in vibe for too long now and we think we should have moved maybe six months ago, but we haven't for whatever reason. We are still on the move while we look and getting lots of no's about a new venue, for example, and so on. Um, sometimes our growth and our membership kind of plateaus for a while. doesn't mean we're not on the move and there isn't momentum. God's doing stuff behind the scenes. Even when it feels like we're at camp, we are still on the move. We need to remember that we need to retain a posture for battle and a posture for being on the move, even when it doesn't necessarily look like it. That's quite important. Um, but then the next verse, verse 21, uh, verse 20, sorry. Um, and they moved on from Succoth and encamped, uh, East, there it is, encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. They've encamped, but they are still a people on the move. They haven't arrived home yet. Verse 21, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. Now we need to note, the people didn't move until God moved. That's helpful for us to like, where is God moving? We'll go that way. An easy temptation can be, even in church, but as individuals, is to come up with great dreams and great ideas. I'm doing this, Lord, will you help me see it happen? God's like, excuse me, love you very much, but I'm over here doing great stuff. I'm asking you to partner with me over here. What are God's plans? Now, that, that does, doesn't mean we don't submit our plans before the Lord. We have dreams and we have plans. and we submit. There's a biblical um, model for that, to submit our plans before the Lord, but in such a way you go... This is what I've got planned and this is what I'm having a go at. I'm applying for this job. I don't know. Otherwise, you become impotent and almost like paralysed by fear of getting it wrong. And you don't, apply, don't do anything. I haven't heard from God which job to apply for, so I haven't applied for anything. Sometimes he's like, well, have a go. And in the going, I'll help you hear from me. Submit our plans before the Lord and say, if this is not right, please make it obvious. If it is right, will you blow on it and may I see the fruit of it? You know, it's, it's submit our plans before the Lord. They didn't move until they saw where God was going. So we continue to sense Holy Spirit's direction, not telling him to go where we expect him to go and so on. He's God, isn't he? And also the fact it's by day or by night. It can be in season and out of season. Not at the time when we expect it. It's always in his timing. You imagine, in the middle of the night, <laughs> so you just go to bed. 
you've had a long day collecting your manna and your quail, or whatever it is, uh, sorting the kids out, running around after the toddlers, you've just got to bed and suddenly someone shouts out, the pillar of fire's moving, <laughs> pack your tent up. Yeah, sometimes we, we just need to be ready that sometimes when he says go, we've got to be ready to go, even when we don't expect it. And one of the prophecies about us being in a venue, change, is that you need to be patient, but when it's time to go, you need to be ready to go quickly. That's what we sense God is calling us into next. We need to be aware of that. And in that respect, um, be ready. And of course, it's about direction, not destination. They didn't know exactly where they were going to end up. But they were just trying to be obedient and faithful. And they got that wrong sometimes. In terms of just sensing the direction that God is taking us in. We don't know where all this is going to end up. Where we're going to be in 10, 20 years time. But we're learning about the next step. Trusting that he's got that taken care of. The whole destination thing is his problem. We're just seeking the, his direction. Yeah. What does that look like for us today? Much to talk about. Um, one thing in particular, um, a little bit further afield, is just to bring you up to speed on what's been happening in Birchington. If you remember, two and a half years ago, I shared from the front that I've um, been feeling a nudge from God just in my prayer times. And there's a lot bigger story in conversations I've had with people and so on. But... Um, a nudge from God um, just to push on the door of Birchington-on-Sea. Halfway between us and Thunit, just to go, go and have a look. Have a little pray. Have chats with people. So I just started having a few prayer walks there, walking around this lovely little village. We all call it a town. Don't mention that to the locals, you get in trouble. It's a village, officially. One of the largest in the country. It's officially a village. 11,000, 12,000 people currently live there. But it's on the cusp of hundreds of homes being built. And between that and Westgate, there's about 12,000, 13,000 people moving in in the next few years. It's going to suddenly explode. So I've just been getting to know some people over there, um, going for prayer walks, having a chat with Father as I walk around, come home again for dinner. Um, and then if you all remember, some of you joined, joined me. Um, we did a little prayer walk in Charlesworth Drive, um, just on the edge of where um, Spurgeon, the great Baptist minister, used to have one of his great children's homes. It's right there. It's on that patch. That was Charlesworth Drive. We, we met there. It was about eight or ten of us. I can't remember. Now Joe was there, I remember. Um, and we, we, we walked from there. We prayed there and we walked into town and we prayed there. Um, we did a little prayer walk together, a group of us. And then I just said, anyone who wants to join me on a regular basis, I'm doing this every couple of months. So a couple um, said, we want to join you. So then it was three of us, now and again, having a prayer walk around there. And then Craig Prentice, who I'd already been talking to, who leads our Thanet churches, leads the team there, um, he started joining us as well. So there's four of us. And then not so long ago, um, another couple um, from one of the Thanet churches who've moved into the area and have a house in Birchington joined us. And by the end of that prayer walk, they looked at each other, looked at us and said, we're in. Suddenly we've got... Four people plus two leaders looking after it. There's six of us doing prayer walks. And then just very recently, another lady from the Margate Church who's just moved into the area, in a South African lady. She's only been in England a matter of months. Um, she's joined us. And now we've got a core of five. Something is happening in Birchington. And um, last Sunday, there was eight of us in a lounge in Birchington praising and worshipping and praying to the living God and we're going to do that every couple of months now. We have a presence in Birchington, in a home, regularly praying and worshipping the living God and see 
who God adds to that and what he wants to do with, for, with that next. Birchington is growing. It's becoming a formal church plant. And the couple that I mentioned right at the beginning um, are Bev and Adrian. And I say a couple. There's three. There's Nora. I'm not ignoring you. Um, but the cooks are amazing. And do you want to come up and share a little bit of your story so far? about what's been happening for you guys and for Birchington. Uh, yeah, share your side of my, my bit of the story. Share your side. Go for it. So <clears throat> I didn't realise it was two and a half years ago. Um, but I think about, I, I think the, the, the prayer walk to Charlesworth Drive and um, where we started in Charlesworth Drive was about a year and a half, maybe two, two years ago. Um, and me and Bev just went because it was a prayer walk. Um, and when was it? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. So sometime last year, both me and Bev felt... Longer than that, about 18 months. 18 months. Was that God was calling us to be part of that, um, that plant in more than just a prayer way. And we both felt that completely separately. It was just God spoke to me, God spoke to Bev quite clearly that we should get involved um, so we, we started on this prayer, walking round on wet nights, on dry nights, on cold days, just the three of us, um, having a cup of tea when we could find a, 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 a cafe open, because <laughs> they all shut at half four. Um, really, really wanting to be, um, wanting to know how to get involved in the community, how to... Um, because you can pray, but actually getting involved in that community, you can't. It's really difficult to meet people and talk to people, other than going into a shop and um, buying um, Korean or what was it, some some Thai, in some Thai groceries one day. It's it's difficult. Just you can't just walk up to people in the street. You've got to you've got to get to know the community. Um, so, but we've 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 yeah we've been going with Steve and. Craig and um, Lewis and Helen, um, lovely couple, um, and we really feel God is really, really, really moving us towards something to do something in in Birchington. Do you want to? Yeah, we've got a WhatsApp group, so that means we're official, which is really funny. <laughs> With our little photo on it, all cheesy grins in the kind of, I don't know what you call it, a villagey square bit type of thing. Um, anyway, a month ago, we've just been praying about it. We didn't have a timeline or anything. We were just like, well, God, if you want this to happen, then it'll happen type of thing. And then um, exactly a month ago, on the 11th of January, I felt God saying to me, you want to push the door to move? Move to Birchington, push the door. And I was like, oh, gosh, that's a bit scary. Okay. So I said to Adrian, it was all day, I kept thinking, I said to Adrian, can you just pray about it? Because I think God's telling us to look towards moving. And there was a house. I'm always on right move because, you know, if you like right move, you like right move. <clears throat> and there'd been a house on the market. Didn't take any notice of it over Christmas. Literally just an empty house. So on the 11th of January, I asked Adrian to pray. On the 12th of January, no, 13th of January, which was a Saturday, whenever it was, he got up and he said, I had a dream that we were living in that house. So I was like... Oh, that's a bit scary. I never oh, no, he doesn't remember dreams unless they're God's gave them to him. So, so anyway, to cut a very long, 
complicated story short. We went to the estate agent. Well, we drove to where the house was. We thought we would just go and look at the outside of this house because it was that particular house we were living in. So we went to look at the outside of the house thinking, oh, there'll be something wrong. Anyway, it's amazing. We love this house. We were, well, I'm coming to that. I'm coming to that because this house is actually in Charlesworth Drive, which is so we were like, Okay, so we went to the estate agents and he said, yeah, yeah, he knew about our house because of something else that has happened. And he said, I'll come round on Monday and I'll take photos and we'll put your house on the market. We had to get a specific price for our house to be able to afford this house. Anyway, long story short, on the Thursday, we sold our house for the asking price. And then the house in Charlesworth Drive, we couldn't go and view until the 27th. They were doing some open day and they wouldn't let anyone go in. So on the 27th, our buyer had the chain... On the 26th, our buyer's chain was verified. It was all fine, so we could make an offer. So we went to view, loved the house. It needs loads of stuff doing, but that's us. We quite like doing things to houses. But we loved, loved, loved the house. Um, found out there's other people looking at it and things. We put an offer in when we sat outside after we'd been there. Our offer got accepted, so we were like, oh, thanks, Jesus. Okay, brilliant. On the Monday, our buyer changed her mind and said, no, I don't want your house anymore. I'm not moving to Herne Bay. So we were like... Oh, okay. Anyway, to cut a very long story short, they left it on the market till Friday. They then put it off the market. They put it back on the market on Friday. But we had a viewer yesterday for our house who the estate agent said loves it and it's exactly what she's looking for. There's been a whole price thing going on as well. I mean, can you just pray that it's, it's the right thing? Because talking about doing what God wants to do, we didn't think that this would happen this soon. But if it's what God wants, obviously we're up for it. We're going to do it. We'll go where God wants us to do. But I don't like roller coasters, and this is like a roller coaster, and it's really not very comfortable for me. So I think if we could get some concrete thing, we're just praying for a concrete plan for going or staying or whatever. But that's where we are at the moment. But it is literally in that road that we parked down in Charlesworth Drive, where the Spurgeon House is still there actually, but it's houses now. So it's like yeah. God. Isn't Love it? it. Although that buyer's pulled out. That's part of the story. And also, the, the, the other bit is that I don't in any way feel that it's not the thing to do. I still feel God yeah. is wanting us to move. And also, we've talked about God more okay. in the past month to other people, people who don't believe in God, than we have for a long time because of this. So yep. that's a really positive thing yep. as well. So, can we pray for these people? Press pray for Beacon. Yeah, get Nora up. The whole family. Um, let's pray for Birchington. Can we pray for more people to be added? Can we pray for some prophetic... Not I mean, If you feel a word for, from God for the plant now, share it. That's great. It's all part of this. If not, we are seeking some more prophetic input into shaping the plant and what to do next with the plant. It's becoming a church plant. There's going to be another church in, um, in Birchington. Other church plants are starting there as well, which is not competition. That's validation that God is doing something in that village. They need many, many more churches. We get to be one of them. So let's pray for the cooks. Can we pray for breakthrough with the house move? Can we pray for more people to be added and for um, God to shape the next steps of the plant? If you want to come up and gather around them, don't have to just do it from where you are. Uh, we've got the microphone here. Please, as you will, as you desire, let's pray for these wonderful people and the plant that they represent. Let's do it for a few minutes. We're going to have to watch the time still. We're running behind already. Go for it. Yes, thank you, Lord, for Bev and Adrian, Lord, how you've moved them down from 
um, wherever they came from, in Essex somewhere. I can't remember. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you've had them on a journey, Lord, and that journey's not ended, Lord. They're still on the move. Lord, and I just thank you for the way you work things out, Lord. All things work together for good to them that love God, who are called according to his purpose. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for Bev and Adrian. Lord, we shall miss them, but Lord, you love them and you have a plan for their lives and for Nora. Mm. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, that at just the right time, in the right way, Lord, their house will sell, will sell Lord, and that they'll be able to move into this house in Birchington. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you do amazing things. Mm. And as we've been thinking, Lord, you do great things. You've done great things. And, Lord, you will do great things. And I just pray, Lord, that you will go before them, Lord. And I give them good neighbours, Lord, those who will be open to hearing your word, I pray. And I, I just pray for all the um, business of moving, Lord, which is, they say, the most stressful thing. But I pray, Lord, that for them it won't be stressful. It will be knowing that God is moving and that they are going with him and he's going before them. So I just thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I thank you for the cooks. Lord, I thank you for the wonderful people that Adrian, Bev, and Nora are. Lord, and the <clears throat> the blessing that they are to Beacon Church. Lord, I thank you also for their obedience. Lord, in hearing hearing what you're saying, hearing your call, and being willing to be bold and step out and follow um, your will. So, Lord, I just pray, would you would you help um, continue to give them peace in this decision because it is an upheaval. Um, and I just pray, would you make the path straight, Lord, would, would they have, would they receive, Lord, this week an offer that is the right offer, the offer that they need, Lord, that the, the other house um, won't pull out, Lord, that it would, Lord, would it just be a really smooth house move, um, which doesn't often happen, Lord, and we just thank you for, um, yeah, just thank you for their obedience and their growing in their relationship with you and talking and witnessing about you to others. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all those people moving into the Birchington area, Lord, people that you want to meet and touch. And Lord Jesus, we pray even now for those moving in, thinking of moving into those new houses, Lord, you will touch them, Lord, you draw them to this plant, Lord Jesus, there'll be a sense of drawing your people and those that need to know you. Lord Jesus, draw them now, Lord, we pray for your Holy Spirit, Lord, we don't just want to pray for Bev and Adrian, Lord, we pray for your gospel in that area to break through, Lord Jesus. On that road where Spurgeon did all those amazing things so many years ago, will you do it again, Lord Jesus? Lord, and I thank you, Lord, that we as a church can be part of it, Lord. We can, as, as Beacon Herm Bay, Lord, this can be one of our, our missions, one of our, our, our outposts. Whatever it is, Lord, I'm not getting the right language today, but you know, Lord. But pray that you would just bless it in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah, Father, I just thank you for this proof that prayer works, Lord, that those prayer walks, Lord, were, were catching hold of your heart for Birchington, Lord, and we want to pray more into that place, that you will bless Birchington, Lord, that you will bring uh, believers and uh, unbelievers who will find you, Lord, into the community, Lord God, that you, we thank you for Bev and Adrian, for their willingness, for their obedience, Lord God, we thank you for their example to us, that, that prayer works and obedience is what you require of us. We thank you for Steve's words, Lord, that as Beacon, we're on the move. And this is part of it, Lord, that some people are geographically on the move, Lord. For your kingdom is growing, Lord God. And we pray your blessing on their hearts, that you would hold them, that you would give them a peace 
Lord, that is their anchor, Lord, as the, as the news comes and goes and as they eventually move, Lord God, that they will know you holding them strong. Keep them well, Lord God. Keep providing for them, Lord. And we bless them, Lord, in your name. Amen. Yeah, Lord. Um, yeah, I just um, had, had a kind of picture that um, often people move house and then they kind of embed themselves and kind of their roots are set in that place. But um, I'm just going to pray against that. I'm going to pray that the roots are growing now and that almost the house is the plant, so to speak, and that, um, yeah, that they would meet people of peace on the prayer walks, that they would meet people of peace as they go and review the house or measure up the house or do whatever it is, Lord. We just pray that um, they would be... Adrian said it's hard to meet people at the moment. Lord, I just pray that you'd open those doors, that you'd open people's um, hearts and minds, that they'd approach the right people, that the people of peace would come to would approach them, Lord, that you would make it easy for them, for those roots to grow before they move house, for them to um, get to know more people in the village and more, um, just more of what's going on, more, more embedded in the community. So we just pray for those roots to grow now. We pray that you would, um, yeah, as Bob prayed, people that are moving into the area, that you would help the right people move with their house moves and their property chains and all of those things, Lord. We just pray for those roots to be growing now, Lord. Amen. Just to follow up on that, uh, God reminded me of some uh, things that proved that the route started back when we were praying there. The first is that when Steve announced Birchington, I got the sense that you guys were going. Um, but God told me not to tell you, so I didn't. And then I completely forgot about it. Um, like It was an instant, oh, the cooks are going. <laughs> Excited, but also sad for us um but also i i'm i was reminded of a word that god gave me on that prayer walk and it was about there being a house on that road and it was very dark it was very dark um and there weren't many lights on in windows and what i said was that there was there was going to be a, a house on that road with lights that drew people in and welcomed people in so God's been setting this long, long before he spoke to you about it. Those roots are growing. So I'm just, I'm just going to pray. Thank you, Lord, that you have plans way before us. I'm going to cry down the microphone. <laughs> I thank you that you are good. I thank you for the cooks. I thank you for the obedience. Um, I thank you that you have been doing a work in them over these years. Um, to bring them to this place. And I pray, Father, as they have stepped out in obedience now, we know that you will honor their obedience and do the things they need to do to bring them the, to the place that you are calling them to. So I ask in Jesus' name for all those things to happen, all the pieces to be in the right place at the right times for them. Mm. Will you, uh, even if it is a roller coaster, will you keep them tightly on that track? and firmly rooted in you with their eyes on you so that even when the stomach lurching bits of a roller coaster come along, they know they're safe in your arms. Amen. 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 Please do keep praying for them. Uh, feel free to keep making us cry. Uh, woof. God is speaking. God is on the move. I'm excited. 
yeah, like I say, keep praying for them. As things change, we'll keep you updated. We can be a bit more explicit and open in the weekly updates in what's happening and giving you news if uh, we don't just do it from the front on Sundays and so on as well as behind the scenes. Um, let's keep praying for them. Keep seeking God's voice for them. It's stuff like that. I love the prophetic. I don't know how other people operate without it. I love it. It's God talking to us. I love it. Let's pray for what's going on at home. Um, last but by definitely no means least. Um, as I was talking about what it means to follow the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire, that's seeing where God is going and stepping into that. And what we can see God is doing here closer at home, here in Herne Bay, is God's certainly focusing on two things at the moment. And that's about family members and, and continuing to live out loud as family as we get bigger. Um, but also in terms of Sunday venue, our, son, our, our home. God's been talking to us a lot and we've been doing a lot of looking for it as well, haven't we? Um, where, is, where is the pillar going? It's in terms, at the moment, in terms of the pillar of cloud in terms of family members and the pillar of cloud in terms of a family home. And, um, and both of those, that's what I'd love us to pray for next um, before we return to, uh, we're going to enjoy some communion, some family time and communion to close it. But we're going to pray for these two things, family members and a family home. Family members, God is growing us. More people are joining. I love it. Um, Bob suggested a little while ago, he says, oh, I've got, I says, I don't know about you guys, but I've got faith just to ask God in 2024 for 10 more households. 10 more households, whether that's an individual, whether that's a family of 17, who knows. But a household, 10 more households. And that's a number, it's only 10, but you think about it, that's a lot of people. And even as Beacon, we'd have limited our prayers for that, wouldn't we? Now it's just like, do you know what? Why not? Absolutely, categorically, in Jesus' hands, why not? So we started praying for it, and people started coming. Uh, let's keep praying for it. We'd love to, in a minute, let's pray for 10 more households. Let's pray for that. Uh, pray not just that they come and join us and that it increases the attendance on Sundays. That is not my metric for how we're doing as a church in terms of numbers on a Sunday. It helps us gauge things, but it's about how people get knitted in and we in, more people who are encouraging each other to grow in the mission we've got in Herne Bay. That's what it's about, isn't it? Let's pray that not just they come, but they get knitted into the family well. Ten more households, teens and twenties. We have stepped out of the boat in employing Vanessa to look after our teens and twenties. While we don't have, have many, that doesn't mean we did the wrong thing. Sometimes God calls us to step out of the boat to join in something he's doing in a bigger scale, trailblazers, for example. Sometimes he asks us to step out of the boat on something that doesn't look like, okay, we haven't got that many. God's like, I want you to step out of the boat anyway, ready for what you haven't got yet. We have faith for more teens and more 20s. Let's pray for them. Like God, we're providing what is needed for when they come. Will you bring them now? Let's ask for that. Um, teens and 20s, and also an increased, um, like I said, we're talking about um, stirring of every one of us growing as witnesses. Uh, everyone a witness. We're not all called to be evangelists. Evangelists are here to help stir the church and equip the church in what it means to be witnesses. We are all called to be witnesses. Uh, going to all the world and make disciples is for all of us to do, not just the paid professionals. But I've seen you all doing that. We're all growing in our witness. Um, I'm yearning for the fruit of that now. I personally, am, I want to see more salvations and baptisms. Amen? Ultimately, that's kind of what we're here for. We're not here for us. We're here for others who don't know him yet. 
and I want to see more people coming into the family spiritually as well as they're knitted in physically. Um, I personally am asking God for 2024 for six salvations and baptisms. Now, if you've got another number in mind, if you've got faith for three, if you've got faith for 30, you pray your number, or you can join me in mine. I'm praying, I'm praying for six. I think that's a, good, that's a good number to pray for. I'm asking for that. By the end of the year, I want to be in the sea. Or No, by summer, I want to be in the sea. <laughs> I hope you don't, didn't mishear me, Lord. In the summer, I'd like to be in the sea, or by the end of the year, in the swimming pool, baptising up to six people, if not more. Um, I want to pray, pray for that as well. So can we pray for 10 more households, pray for teens and 20s, pray for six more salvations and baptisms, or whatever number you want to stick in that little bracket. Um, and elements of that, if you want to pray around that, we'll pray for that in a second. Family members. And secondly, venue. We're looking for a bigger venue, aren't we? We've got a bit of wriggle room in terms of the main space, but the main concern is breakout rooms for what God is doing in the younger generations. We want to bless them in having more breakout rooms so we can stream the kids. Trying to cater for 3 to 11 in one hit is not simple. Um, Mel and the team do a fantastic job, but we want to bless them and give them more rooms to then stream it and do it in smaller age brackets. Um, and obviously we want creche to be blessed with their own space and teenagers to be blessed with their own space. I know you love having the hot chocolates or whatever it is downstairs, but it'd be great if you had your own space, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, let's pray for that. We want God to bless us with that, and we, we've had prophetic inclination. God's, God's up for that as well, but it's in his timing. Um, we've had a large number of no's. We've been ghosted by a few people as well, but we've had a lots, of, lots of no's. Even recently, we approached another school. They said no. We're now exploring another, another um, place currently in the middle of the town that is just ridiculous, but I thought, why not? Let's ask. So um, talking to the property team at the council about that, it may come to nothing, but he's happy. He wants us to go exploring and pushing on doors. Um, just one thing I will um, share is a new prophetic word we've had just this week that excites me yet again for it. We've had some prophetic words about the, what it might look like. It might be there's a cafe in the lobby, it's something for others as well as just for us and so on. We've had different words about what it might look like when we find it. And we still don't know if this is renting for four hours on a Sunday or if it's for a 24-7 our own building. If it is, bear in mind, 24-7 means all hands to the pump. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lovely idea, but we'll have to put some labour in, won't we, to keep it running and make it beneficial to the community during the week. We don't know. We sense maybe it's about a Sunday home and the one after might be a more permanent 24-7, but I'm willing to be surprised. I'm well up for that. So we are looking at rental properties. We're looking at properties to buy. We're looking at everything because we don't want to miss what God's calling us to. But one um, prophetic word that we had on Thursday, um, some of you joined us for our prayers of many, uh, on Thursday evening, um, gathering with our wider family of churches, our relational mission community, eight churches and plants. Uh, there's about 40 of us in the end in, in the Beacon Centre praying together, praying for a number of things, including getting everyone to pray for a new venue for Beacon. And someone came bounding up to me, some of, you, some of you know him, a friend from City Church, who's very prophetic and has proven to be prophetic. Uh, what he shares is worth listening to. And he, he said to me, Steve, when I was praying for a new venue for Beacon Church, I saw it was like a cartoon building 
You know in the cartoons, when a building explodes, it's almost like it's made of rubber, and the windows and the walls stretch, and they bow, and the ceiling kind of almost is like this big bubble, and eventually it pops. That's what the buildings in a cartoon do, don't they? They stretch, and eventually they explode. He said, I saw that for your next venue and beyond, that each time you need a new home, it won't be big enough. Not because you've gone into one that's too small for you, but each time you move into it, it will be very quickly at a place where it's stretching and about to explode again for different reasons. He said, but you're going to face this each time you move into a new place, it won't be big enough. That excites me. And he says on the back of that, his words were, don't limit your prayers. Don't limit your dreams of what God can do. Don't try and just be practical in how you pray for, we need this, 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 and this. Okay, can we have that, please? What What looks okay on paper? He said, don't limit that. Expect more, because even then, each time, it still won't be big enough. So I hope that helps our prayers. That stirs my faith for what God might do for our next home. Let's pray for our next home as well. So can we do that? Just for the final few minutes before we come to sing and, and enjoy communion. Let's pray for family members, uh, 10 more households, teens and 20s, and more salvations and baptisms. And also, it doesn't matter if we all mix it all up. You don't have to wait for the moment when you're allowed to pray for a venue now. Let's pray for all of it together. Let's also pray for a, a venue, but let's not limit our prayers as we do so. Amen? Amen. Go for it. Are you doing the run around, Bob? Oh, yes. Good boy. Thank you. Shout out from where you are. Go for it. I just felt the Lord was saying, don't, don't limit me. In numbers, I can bring more than you'll ever imagine. And I pray, Father, that you will bring many people here. Many people will be saved and rescued and set free, as we are, Lord. Lord, we want to see an increase in your kingdom. Your kingdom come in this place. So, Father God, move powerfully, we pray. To glorify Jesus. Amen. Yeah, Father, I pray for our teens and our 20s. I thank you for the work you're doing uh, with the ones we have. I thank you that we have been laying the groundwork uh, for more. And so I pray this year will we see uh, more young people, more 20s through our doors and getting knitted in. I pray, Father, that... um, you will make a home for them, a place where they feel comfortable, where they can grow and where they can learn more about you and grow in you. I pray, Father, that uh, you will, uh, you will, we will need a bigger space. We will need more space. We will need more people. We will need uh, everything that entails with uh, walking alongside our teens and our, and our 20s, Father. So I pray, Father. Will your spirit come now, Lord, um, and will we see the fruits of that imminently? Thank you, Lord. Um, I asked Rachel to send me the lyrics of one of the songs that she led us in last week, and it's one that actually Pete Sabitsky wrote. Um, and we were singing it because we're thankful that Jesus saved us. But it started me thinking about the people sitting in Herne Bay around us who are still feeling that they are lost. And so I want to pray for those six that Steve mentioned. And um, more. 
many, many, many more, thousands more. So I'm just going to read some of those lyrics. We think about the people around us in our communities. I was lost and alone in the dark, far from home, and you, Jesus, walked through the night to bring me home. I was locked in a cell with no hope, bound for hell, and you took on my chains to set me free. I was drowning at sea, wind and waves battered me, and you walked through the storm to bring me peace. I was trapped in my debts, in way over my head, and you paid every penny that I owed. And we collectively here who love Jesus and have been found by Jesus can sing, Jesus, you saved me and brought me near to your throne. I want to pray, Lord God, we want many others in this city, in this town, to be able to say, Jesus, you saved me and brought me near to your throne. We ask you for those six, Lord, we ask you for many, many more, that you will position Beacon Church to be able to love and bless people and tell them the good news. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you go ahead of us and prepare them to meet their Savior and be rescued. We ask that in faith that we pray according to your will for the salvation of many, many in this town. In Jesus' name, amen. When we were um, praying for the um, uh, church at uh, the new church at uh, Birchington, I just saw a, a quick picture um, of uh, an expanding uh, settee in the lounge, uh, rather like when we were saying about um, the picture of an expanding church that was just going to keep going like a cartoon. And it was so similar. It was just like an expanding thing. And it was just like, oh, that, that's just so similar. So I thought, well, I hadn't shared that before. So I thought, well, I'll just throw that back into the mix because it's the same sort of thing coming back up, you know, this, this expanding thing that God's going to do in Birchington. So, Lord, I just want to thank you that that's what you do. That is what, you're in, that's what you want to do, Lord. You want to expand us. You want to grow us. You want to bring new people in, Lord. You're in the business of saving people. You want to save people, Lord. And I just thank you that you give us the honor of coming in, Lord, and joining in in that process. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you have given us um, the equipment to do that. You have taught us through Jesus, Lord, and you have given us um, teaching through this church as well, through... Um, what we've done through the, um, through the work with Steve, Lord, through this small group. Lord, we just thank you that that is there. Oh, Father, thank you for everything that you have done to enable this church to grow and that we can expect further growth. That is so exciting. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you. Lord, that excitement, we just pray, Father, that that will just catch let that fire catch within us, Lord, so that it actually works out, Lord, that saving lives become something, Lord, that we can expect, Father, just as you do. Thank you, Jesus.
Lord, as we um, look at the new community of believers, as we read in the Acts of the Apostles, Lord, we have that lovely phrase, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Lord, salvation is your work, and Lord, thank you that you add those new believers to the local church. And Lord, we believe that you will add more to our number. Lord, we trust that you are happy for us to uh, nurture the new believers, to love them, to disciple them, uh, Lord, and to incorporate them into what you're doing, uh, particularly here in Herm Bay. So, Lord, we ask you, please add to our number those who are being saved, we pray. Amen.